When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the NSAA High School Baseball Championships from Werner Park in Omaha on Friday, May 17th. Catch the Class C game at noon Central, Class B game at 3.30 p.m. Central, and Class A at 7 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back. Heard at Sports Radio. My headphones stopped working for some reason. Oh, that's the best. Isn't yeah, it? that's my favorite. Uh, we're going to try and Oh, that's, that's, the, that's my ear. fault, probably. Yeah, nope, I still only have it in one ear, so that's terrific. Hey, you got to, like, mess around with this guy. Yeah, so that's not me. This one's me, I think. No, this is the power cord for the box. Oh, my bad. You <laughs> <plug> everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I've done that once before. My bad, and, my bad. Uh, that was when DB and I were doing the show, and yep. he's like, wait a second. And I'm like, sorry, wrong chord. <laughs> yep, nope, I still only have it in one ear, so that's lovely. Um, anyway, we are back here at Herd at Sports Bar and Grill live on the h and Chevrolet, Chevrolet stage. Andrew Rogers trying to fix my headphones, which I appreciate. Um, I'm Robbie Lula. We are brought to you by our friends at Dingman's Collision Center. They have four great Omaha area locations, and they are a – local family-owned business through and through. They've been in Omaha for over 25 years, and they have been voted first place best of Omaha 18 years running because not only do they provide you great service on any make and model, but they also give back to the community with their Dingman's Give Back program. Every car repaired, they give back to the community. Go check them out at dingmans.com to learn more about their services as well as their give back program. I went there yesterday. Oh, so yeah, how was your yep. visit? It yeah. was fantastic. The experience was awesome. It was quick. I was in and out. Getting an estimate is not as difficult as I thought it was going yeah. to be. Now, granted, I have to get the repairs done. Sure. So yeah, it, yeah. it was easy for me to be like, all right, I'm going to come here because you guys are my people. And yeah. I'm going to um, support our people. Yeah, yeah I'm going to yeah. support my, my friends. So uh, I, I walked in, though, and I'm like, have you ever walked into like a showroom at, mm-hmm. a, at a, um, a car dealership? Yeah. But, like, it looked like a doctor's office. <laughs> like, that's exactly what Dingman's uh, looked and felt like. You got to have, like, the waiting room yeah, a little bit. And the yeah. chairs were so comfortable. Yeah. Um, they had, like, the coffee, the, like, the little coffee bar, yep. though, which is why I kind of merged doctor's office and showroom. Yeah, so there the- were motorcycles in, like, the room with nice. you. Uh, it was cool. And, and look, I, I worked with Brandon, and, and he was fantastic. He, he assessed my car. He got me my estimate in 15 minutes. That's incredible. I was in and out, no joke, in 20 minutes. That's, I mean, that's awesome. That's why Dingman's is the best. We love our friends over at Dingman's Collision Center. Uh, so there's a collision head, uh, headed for JMU and the NCAA. Um, James Madison University has been is in their second year of transitioning from mm-hmm. FCS to FBS Almost football. Almost done. Almost done. 
and they've been remarkably successful in their transition in their first 20 games. I believe they're 17 and three. Or Which is is it kind of expected because this was a team that was in the FCS championship game in 2017 and 19. So I, I don't know that it's ever expected to this level. Yeah, nine and zero isn't expected. Yeah, but a or successful I think team ten, I think when they transition. Now. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I I think they would they were expected to be successful. But even like Appalachian State when they made the the transition, they were a super successful program. It took them a couple years to kind of get going, and they've mm -hmm. still never reached these heights. Um, Beautiful baseball field. Kurt Signetti might be one of the best, f just full stop, one of the best coaches in college football um, over at JMU. But they, so for people that aren't aware, because Nebraska's never really been in this position, but when you transition from Division Two or FCS to Division One or FBS, uh, respectively, there is a probation period. And everybody has to deal with it. And this, and you know this going into the situation. That's the most important part for me in this JMU situation is as you make this process, this is not a JMU-specific situation. James Madison knew what they were getting into. They knew what the rule was, and they applied for a waiver a couple times. They applied before the season, before uh, this season started mm -hmm. to, to eliminate their second probation year, and they have another waiver asking them to allow them to be uh, eligible for a bowl game this season. Both waivers were denied. And so I want to explain real quick, and then I, I know you've got some thoughts here as well, Andrew, but I want to explain to people real quick why this rule exists. Yeah, please do, it's, because it's important to It, it to, is, because you could kind of just be like, well, this is dumb. If they're good already, just let them do their thing. But it's actually there to protect the school and the coaches, right? Because school, coaches, and the NCAA. Yes, right. So part of it is – you have to show viability as a member of that next level up. That's how it protects the NCAA. But it protects the coaches because most schools, when they transition from either D2 to D1 or FCS to FBS, are bad. It takes a while because you're, uh, you're upgrading a lot of times facilities. You're obviously adding more scholarships. You're trying to upgrade your roster. A lot of times you're upgrading your coaching staff. It is a huge transition. I mean, we've looked at the transition from a group of five school to the Big 12 for a lot of those Big 12 teams, and none of them have more than two conference wins. The best one is two and five this year, right? It's a big transition just to go from a mid-major conference or right. a group of five conference to a major conference. It's even more so to go from FCS to FBS. Now, the rule is in place so that coaches and schools have time without the expectations of, well, why haven't you made a – why haven't you made an NCAA tournament yet if it's basketball? Why haven't you made a bowl game yet if it's football? Why haven't you done this? Why haven't you done that? Because it's a ramp-up period to be able to fully compete at that level. That's why the rule exists in the first place. Now, James Madison is an outlier for sure. The outlier of outliers even because of how dominant they've been in their first two years in FBS football. Mm -hmm. I understand them wanting to have waivers. I also understand the NCAA denying those waivers to not set a precedent that teams should be successful faster than is reasonable. Congratulations to James Madison for being awesome. Like, I fully mean that. But that is not what you should expect from a transition from a lower level to a higher level. They are the outlier. Yeah. Is, is really all this is. And I get the frustration. The team is really stinking good, and a yeah. New Year's Six Bowl game could do wonders 
for the school, both in recruiting and financially. I mean, and and for yeah. revenue purposes, yeah. right? Because all that does is just give you money. Well, right? and we see this in the NCAA tournament all the time, right? When these little schools, not just the actual money that you get paid, right? Mm -hmm. But when these little schools make a Sweet 16 run or whatever their enrollment applications skyrocket their visibility among the school among the country skyrockets there are so many peripheral financial mm -hmm. benefits for a new year six game or an ncaa tournament run or whatever that aside from the actual money you just get right. there's so many other benefits as well now uh you brought up uh why the rule is in place and uh it, it's really just to ensure that any school applying for the transition is committed right mm -hmm. like you're committed to the move uh, because it's it's not cheap to transition. No, you go from um, like a five thousand dollar application fee to five million dollars when you want to mm -hmm. move into FBS. So that's just one piece, and that's like a, if you want immediate effect, yeah. right? You take that five million dollar hit, but you also have to have a minimum of sixteen varsity sports, with at least six of those being male and eight being female. Each school must offer a minimum of two hundred scholarships that total at least four million each mm -hmm. year. So it's not inexpensive mm -mm. to be a part of the FBS. That's why the NCAA has this, because if you can't make it work, it's kind of like a, okay, well, that's why we didn't just let you come over when you had a really good team. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you, you make a bowl game in your first year, you stink and you're like, I want to go back to the FCS. It's, it's, yeah. it's a way to kind of like breach that barricade of, okay, you're not just going to pound right yeah. through us it's, and just take advantage of the purgatory, system. It's purgatory basically. Right. You can go back down if you financially are not viable. And so here's where I'm at with the James Madison situation, though, because they have made it work, and financially they have shown that they, they're, they're, in good that shape. They're, they're, they're not going anywhere. Yeah, they're in good shape. Right? Because very few schools are going to commit $5 million up front mm -hmm. and then an additional $4 million over two years only to make a bowl game and drop back down. Mm -hmm. And James Madison is, is, is here for the long term, the long mm -hmm. haul. They, they have committed to the higher level of Division One athletics and the FBS. So my point here for not just fixing the rule, mm -hmm. but maybe altering the rule. Yeah. Okay? Because James Madison has been good for a while. If any team that meets the requirements early, they should be eligible for postseason no later than the second year. Okay, the first year I'm good with the NCAA keeping the rule the same. Yeah. But by year two, if they've shown that they've been able to put front the money again and they're committed to being a part of Division One athletics in the FBS, then you should allow them to have, like, an early entry to whatever. Because yeah. they, they, they've proven that, they, that they're equipped to handle the challenge. And I would even be okay if the financial barrier to be eligible early was a little bit higher to prove that, like, not not necessarily a larger entry fee, but, like, a, a being able to show um, proof of being able to fund more scholarships. Like, that part of the financial, if you had to reach a higher barrier and show that you have the financial wherewithal to be a longstanding member of the Division One community – I'd be okay if if you could show that to say, hey, yeah, like we're okay here, and then you say, yeah, you can go ahead and be eligible. I I'm okay with that standard being higher in order to reach that goal. And look, you know, it's a shame JMU can't compete this year, but it's only a shame because they're really, really good at football, yeah. and, and they have an undefeated record. But if they sucked, we would not be having this conversation. Nobody would bat an eye, even right? If, even if they were okay, like even if they're like <laughs> right. seven and five right. by the end of this year. 
like last year they were, I think, eight and three. Mm-hmm. Nobody had this conversation. Right. We like well, I know it they was still first year and they understood the rules, yeah. but now that they're undefeated, they're like, hey, we could be in a New Year six bowl game because because the outcome is greater for them, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean the rule just changes for you either. But I do I am on JMU's side in the NCAA, we live in a world now where NIL is NIL is king. Mm-hmm. A player can transfer for free and not have to sit out yeah. at least one time. There should be now an added rule where if you can provide us with the paperwork that shows that you are committed and you have the funding to be here for a long, 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 long time and you're not you're not just planning on bouncing, that you can't compete. And now, look, all hope isn't lost for JMU. There's 41 bowl games. There may still be a spot if, a six and, if there aren't enough 6 and 6 teams. Coming up next, we've got Mike Sauter.